This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. A little bit later on, we'll get into... We'll get into the like enemies list, the great purge list that uh, liberals are putting together against anybody who supported Trump in order to go and ruin their lives. This is exactly what the Nazis and uh, Leninists did in their respective nations way back in the day. We'll get to all of that a little bit later on. Uh, we're also going to address some more fake news rumors uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's a busy day. Look, I could do... I could do three hours for three days every single day and still probably have extra content just with the voter fraud stuff that I have right now. I'm not going to devote the entire show to all of that, but you know, just know a couple of things. One, if Benford's law can be used by the IRS to find fraud, it certainly can be used to find voter irregularities. Uh, there are legitimate cases in multiple states that Trump has, and he is pursuing those legal cases. Uh, the latest lawsuit in Michigan alleges backdating. And again, I explained backdating before we just went. There are Democrat poll workers who say that happened. So it's not like it's a guess or anything. Now, are these witnesses telling the truth? I don't know. But certainly what they say needs to be looked into and evaluated. Like I'm, Like I've said before, we don't have enough information to tell you that the election, if Trump wins his cases, will flip the election back to Trump. That may not be the case, but he does have legitimate grievances. He does have people who have come forward, who are witnesses, who are talking to authorities. They're not just going on social media. Uh, we've got people who worked in the polls in Wayne County in Detroit and spe specifically who have bragged on Facebook that they threw away thousands of Trump ballots. Again, are they telling the truth? Are they just trying to puff themselves up and get a better social media reputation? I don't know, but it has to be investigated. If somebody hops onto Facebook and says they destroyed 10,000 Trump ballots, you have to look into the allegation. They're the ones that said it. Somebody didn't falsely accuse somebody of saying it. So either they're telling the truth and they, they committed voter fraud or they're lying. And we don't know which one it is. Has to be looked into. So these are all these are all things that I just want you to keep in perspective. Uh, it is possible for the election to flip back to Trump based on the stuff that we're seeing and the allegations in the lawsuit, which do have merit. The real question is how much of the alleged fraud or irregularities benefit Trump? And is it enough to flip the state? That becomes the big question. We'll find that out in time. Uh, but there, there is no president-elect right now. That doesn't happen. You just heard the Fox News uh, GSA story where they're not giving the Biden team full access to everything because they aren't sure that Biden has won. That is the right call. Uh, while also simultaneously saying that the team can go forward, they can secure their security clearances and everything else, and then once it's all finalized, it'll be ready for them if they end up winning. But there is no certified winner here. There's no reason at all to turn over any of this information to the Biden camp and the transition team until Biden is the president-elect. And right now, he's just the presumptive winner. He's not the president-elect. And there is a huge difference not just in definition, but in law. Huge difference. 
So you have to keep that in perspective. I know some people are going to be butthurt about that. I know you can hear a lot of screaming and crying about that. But at the end of the day, that's the law. You don't turn over the keys to the government to somebody who hasn't been officially declared the winner. And Biden has not been officially declared the winner. So keep that in mind as we evaluate. We are going to be in a a long month or two in dealing with this, just so you know. All right. And you're going to I'm going to encourage you to try and put a lot of the more hyperbolic rhetoric aside that you're hearing and seeing online and just kind of look at the basic facts. Uh, the basic facts right now are on Trump's side, but that doesn't mean it's enough to sway the election in his favor. So that's the most accurate and fair and balanced way that I can think of possibly explaining it to all of you. And as I've said, if somebody is really upset about me saying that, that person's not a logical, reasonable person anyway. So just if you use that tact, you'll probably probably calm down some of the more extremists out there. All right, so we got to talk about COVID, though, because told you. I seem to recall somebody at some point in time telling you all that the rhetoric on COVID was going to change and it was going to change fairly quickly after the election if it swung Biden's way and probably fairly quickly if it didn't swing Biden's way also, but that it would slowly be phased probably over a couple of months into the transition and that sort of thing. And we're already seeing that. And I, I posted on uh, on social media here this last week, just some, just some things that I thought were kind of interesting when it came to all of this. But, you know, and we'll get into Cuomo's comments because Cuomo's comments, I think, are some of the most interesting that we have run into. Um, but, <laughs> but you look at... Uh, the way that this has been portrayed, it is, again, intriguing. So here's what you have. You have the CDC on Election Day telling people who are quarantined because of the virus, which means they have been exposed to the virus or have the virus. The CDC on Election Day saying you can leave quarantine and go vote in person. That would have been unconscionable two days before that. So the CDC told people in quarantine that they can leave quarantine and vote in person. We've got loud, not loud, well, they are loud, large crowds on the street celebrating a perceived Biden win. They're not social distancing. Some are wearing masks, some are not. But where do these crowds come from? We're told that Biden supporters we have been told for you know all of these months that Biden supporters didn't show up to a Biden rally because they respect the science. They're afraid of COVID. Well, why are they all of a sudden not afraid of COVID? Why are they all of a sudden not worried about the science? What's going on there? Why are they out there in these massive crowds? Isn't that interesting? Then you've got, oh, by the way, the media. The media suddenly isn't covering these large crowds as super spreader events. There's that again. 
which the media has done with other things too. But yeah, they're not covering it as super spreader events anymore. Then you have Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer goes out into one of these crowds who is celebrating, again, a perceived, not an actual, Biden win. And he takes off his mask. He's not social distancing with anybody. And he takes off his mask and he's yelling and spitting. Those droplets are coming out of his mouth all over everybody around him. And I'm just just sitting here like, wait a minute. This is a guy who, again, now we pointed out the Schumer mask hypocrisy because he doesn't wear his mask right or all the time either. But we pointed it out throughout the election. But it's just something that didn't get any attention in the media at all. And here's here's Schumer. He's he's out there and he's spitting on everybody while yelling and hooting and hollering and all of that other stuff in a crowd, not socially distancing and not wearing a mask. And this is a guy who made a huge political deal just days ago about the president doing stuff like that. Now, the president really hasn't done anything like that. Biden did that a lot more than Trump did, but the media didn't tell you any of that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So the CDC says you can go vote, even if you're in quarantine from the virus. Um, Large crowds all of a sudden magically showed up for Biden that wouldn't show up for him during the election. Um, No social distancing, very, you know, some masks, some not masks. Uh, Schumer going out there, taking off his mask, not socially distancing, yelling and, and screaming, which increases the likelihood of droplet expulsion. Uh, you've got uh, the media calling these crowds, you know, celebrations instead of super spreader events, all of that. But I'm, I'm not not quite done yet, because then you run into this really interesting story out of New York City. It involves Governor Cuomo. He predicted yesterday that some elected leaders across the country will strike a, quote, different tone now that President Trump lost the election. He says they're going to take COVID-19 more seriously. That's See, that's real interesting because we're seeing the exact opposite of that. But as I told you, the tone is going to change. The tone is going to change. There's also been some interesting things that were uncovered about Fauci. And we have to talk about Pfizer. Because if you think Pfizer's announcement today wasn't political... You're an amateur. We've got all of that coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, you can uh, follow us online at dlive.tv slash Casey, the host. So let's go over some of the, the latest interesting things happening. So stock stocks skyrocketed and they did this because of the vaccine news now again if you're an amateur you might think that this is kind of innocent and i would also like to point out the democrats were trying to say that donald trump was going to rush a vaccine to get it approved now keep in mind the president has no authority and no power to do any of that he has no no oversight no involvement in the development, testing, approving of a vaccine. He doesn't have any of that authority. But they were trying to say that he was going to do that and that he was going to have a vaccine approved right before the election and it was all going to be political. And we had told you that it was probably going to be middle middle of November 
Uh, if it came earlier than that, that would be great. But we have been telling you this for months. So Pfizer comes out right after the election and says that their vaccine is 90% effective. Now, again, the announcement was expected to be made in the middle of November, but the way that it is happening, the way the announcement was made, the fact that they had this information last week and and didn't release it. um, And then you look at their political donations. And all of a sudden, it's like, ah, this sure does look political. So Pfizer donated over $256,000 to Joe Biden, over $152,000 to the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee. Uh, They did donate to uh, the Senatorial Committee of the Republicans, and then they donated to the DNC, and then they donated to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, a little bit to the Republican Congressional Campaign Committee. A little bit to the uh, the RNC, and then they they donated sixty two thousand dollars and sixty two thousand fifty eight bucks to Donald Trump. So the only people that Pfizer donated to less than Donald Trump were Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> now, when you start analyzing, now when you start analyzing. Um, why all of this is is happening you start to go well pfizer really doesn't like international competition do they of course they don't like international competition international competition is is bad um absolutely bad but hey you know that's that's what uh that's what competition is about now we already told you that one of the things we learned about covid during the pandemic is that big pharma with a less effective product, but better lobbying and more money will win. We know that. Uh, and again, I'm not knocking Pfizer. They, they certainly do a lot of good, a lot of good, but very interesting announcement with the way that it happened, when it happened. Um, and again, earlier we had some stocks jumping on that, but just very interesting. But if you go and you look at their political contributions, you know, Joe Biden, 256,000, uh, Democrat Senatorial Campaign Committee, 152,000, Donald Trump, 62 grand. <laughs> it just, it looks, it looks real interesting. Uh, then we have this newly surfaced lie interview. What? Now here, you're going to run into a lot of this. There's a lot of air quote, newly surfaced tweets, newly surfaced videos, newly surfaced interviews, all of these things that are now happening. They're going after uh, these these never-Trump Republicans now. Have you seen this? The never-Trump Republicans and the liberals, the never-Trump Republicans are being thrown under the bus and the liberals are going after them because they're not useful anymore. What do we keep telling you? They don't like you. You'd think that people would have learned this lesson after John McCain. They don't like you. They want nothing to do with you. You're a useful idiot. Like Rick Wilson is a useful idiot. Now he's coming under fire. The the Lincoln Project coming under fire from Democrats and liberals. They're all attacking them. So now we have a brand new interview from July with Dr. Fauci. Isn't this interesting that this brand new interview from months ago which confirms what I have already told you months ago, finally surfaces. And it would have been very impactful 
in the election because this is an election about COVID and personality. It wasn't an election about economics. It wasn't an election about foreign policy because Trump dominates those issues. And even in some of the exit polls, a plurality of voters who voted against Trump thought he was doing a good job as president except for COVID or they didn't like his Twitter. So here's this newly surfaced interview from July with Dr. Fauci. In a newly resurfaced video from July, Dr. Anthony Fauci appeared to acknowledge that large numbers of positive COVID-19 cases may arise from oversensitive tests that pick up mere fragments of the virus rather than active, viable infections. I'm sorry. That was from July 16th. How many months have I been telling you that the medical research shows about 90% of the infections of COVID that we see right now don't have enough viral load to transfer to somebody else? Hashtag told ya. <laughs> Folks. <laughs> Alex, has anybody seen the movie The Matrix? <laughs> I, I, I am... I sound like an egomaniac and I'm aware of that but I told you this a very long time ago I didn't predict it there wasn't a crystal ball I don't have some magical cauldron that I am whipping up some kind of a stew in this was the science that the experts told everybody about months ago i just happened to have read it and passed it on to all of you while everybody else on the cable news channels on your local news in the newspapers and even on social media just straight up ignored it they probably didn't know it existed in spite of my efforts to tag them in it so here's dr fauci on july 16th paraphrasing dr fauci now Casey was right. You should start listening to Casey about COVID because everything he has said about COVID up until this point has been dead on. (laughs) Dead on. (laughs) I just, folks, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I know that I come off as an egomaniac. I get that. But it's, I didn't, I come up with this. Those experts and the science that people love to run around with this smug snootiness about, they're the ones that didn't listen to the experts or the scientists. And here's Dr. Fauci confirming what I told you a long time ago was true. So let me just let me just ask you a question now. All right, let's take a step back before I got to get my news break let me just ask you a question why do you think an interview with dr anthony fauci who everybody monitors every single solitary thing that he does why do you think that interview which showed up on an episode of this week in virology which i assume everybody in in the know is paying attention to by columbia university virologist vincent racaniello Why do you think that interview from July 16th that confirms what I've been telling you about this surge in positive cases that the media was saying was because of Trump rallies? 
why do you think maybe that interview from July 16th didn't surface, oh, I don't know, at a time when the media was attacking the president for the increase of cases in the country, at a time that Biden and Kamala Harris and the Democratic machine and apparatus, the Ministry of Truth, if you will, were telling you Trump was responsible for the increase in cases. Why do you think an interview confirming what the medical and scientific community has said about viral load from the virus didn't surface until now? When it would have been extremely impactful and useful during that election. August 16th, September 16th, October 16th, and it is now November 9th, three and a half months late. More coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon, tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I want to thank R&B Car Company. If you're looking for a used car, truck, van, SUV, or crossover, visit them online at rbcarcompany.com. And then you can, of course, visit them in person. Uh, well, I mean, this is, okay, so there's something else that I... I forgot to mention earlier, so I'm just going to add it in here as an aside um, because I laughed hysterically when this was actually posted. Um, so if you look, <laughs> uh, if you look at Georgia, uh, Fulton County has discovered an issue involving reporting from their work on Friday. Officials are at State Farm Arena to rescan that work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but hey, nothing, um, nothing at all ever goes wrong. Nothing's, there's never a mistake. There's never a glitch. There's never fraud. Yeah, it's, yeah. Okay, if you say so, ladies and gentlemen. So, I, I look, I don't know what's going to come from it. It's just that there's so many of these irregularities that there's legitimate grievances there. All right, let's, let's take a look at some of the other things that are happening around the world because you know, this is one of the things that people voted against, by the way. If they are uh, people who voted against Donald Trump, is here's the thing. You, I have to I have to address this because I think this is important for clarity's sake. If you are a Republican, I'm, I'm not talking to Democrats. The Democrats don't care about success or anything. They just care about winning. Uh, Republicans, when there's success and they're not in power, it's the same thing. But if you are a Republican who voted against Trump. Stop telling yourselves that you voted against a crass, belligerent bully. You didn't. You're lying. You're a liar. You have no integrity. That's not what you voted against. Because Biden is every bit what you think Trump is, but worse. And with a 47-year history of it. As I've said before, if you think Trump's a bully, Biden's worse has a long and rich history of it. Biden's reputation before he ran for, for vice president has been one of he is a jerk. He treats people horribly. This has been his reputation for a long, long time. Very few people inside the Beltway refer refer to Joe Biden as a good guy. He's got his friends. Oh, that's just Uncle Joe. And that is an excuse to allow his misbehavior because he was an influential power broker in Washington, D.C., and they wanted...
wanted to be on his guide. But you didn't vote for somebody who was nicer than Donald Trump. So you can just put that lie out of your mind. You can stop telling everybody that. Um, you didn't vote for somebody who has better foreign policy because Biden's foreign policy for the past 20 years has been wrong on almost every single issue. And on other issues, when he was vice president, was ineffective. I mean, really, his biggest foreign policy success that he has had has been shutting down an anti-corruption investigation into the company that his son worked for, in which his son was a target of the investigation. That's his biggest foreign policy win in recent memory. <laughs> so, you didn't vote for somebody who who uh, was was less racist than Donald Trump, who clearly isn't racist anyway, because Joe Biden's running around saying racist things just like Joe Biden was saying racist things 40 years ago. And every time all up until now. Uh, you didn't you didn't vote for somebody who wasn't a sexual harasser because Joe Biden's been accused of sexual harassment by eight women assault by one. He swam naked in front of female Secret Service agents. And I'm sorry, that's not a small issue. You can belittle that all you want. But again, I go back to the old argument. If I hire somebody to come clean my house and I walk around naked in front of them, I have a legal issue on my hands. They are in my home, but they are my employee. They, they, they are not required to be in my presence when I am nude, as Joe Biden has done to female Secret Service agents. Uh, so you, you, haven't, you haven't done any of those things. And if you're telling yourself that as a way to justify it, you're pathetic. You're absolutely 100% pathetic. You have no integrity. You have no ideals. You're not an honest person. You're a liar. And you're finding a way to justify for lack of a better word, your treachery for that lie. You also didn't vote for somebody to be better on COVID because Biden is demonstrably, he's on the record. Everything that he has supported recently when it comes to COVID is something that Trump has already done. And he is on record as saying the things that Trump did early before any Democrat thought there was a threat, three months before any Democrat thought there was a threat and thought that Trump was just distracting from impeachment. He wouldn't have done any of those things. He would have put, a, put us behind by three months in dealing with the virus. Where do you think we'd be today if we were behind three months in dealing with the virus, if Joe Biden were in charge? So you didn't vote on that either. So what did you actually, what did you actually do? Well, one of the things that you voted against um, was the economy. You voted against the economy. You voted against one of the most successful foreign policy presidents that we have had probably going back to Nixon opening up China. And I know that people will throw Reagan in there for winning the cold war and everything else, but there's a lot of foreign policy failures under Reagan as well. North Korea, NATO, um, the destruction of ISIS, not getting involved in the nightmare of Syria. These are all huge foreign policy wins, but middle East peace is massive and you voted against for you republicans out there you voted against the undeniably most successful president in american history on middle east peace you know what happened in the uae who recently signed an agreement normalizing normalizing relations with Israel, which is something that we thought a couple of years ago was impossible to happen, could never happen. You know what happened? 
The first Israeli tourists arrived there over the weekend. And the UAE has now allowed the consumption, this edict came down over the weekend, has allowed the consumption of alcohol, and you can now cohabitate outside of marriage. They have criminalized honor killings, and they have tougher sentences now in their legal system for men who harass women. Now, these are reforms that happened because of President Trump. And you voted against that. Why? Because you don't like somebody punching somebody back on Twitter? <laughs> I, you know, I, look, I, I firmly believe this. And I want, there's going to be a lot of people who think that I'll be pulling out the hypocrite card here. I firmly believe ending relationships with people because you have a disagreement about politics or something that is silly. I really do. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, election outcomes and that sort of thing. There are philosophical things. If somebody's a communist, I probably can't be their friend because they're a communist. It could be cordial, but I can't be friends with a commie. Just can't. And I can, I can respect that people vote for different reasons. And some of those reasons might be really petty and silly, like what we just outlined. Um, and some of those reasons could be more personal, based on personal life experience and that sort of thing. And I don't think it's helpful. I don't think it's healthy to end relationships based on that. But the way that you conduct yourself during an election, I think relationships can absolutely and probably should end based on that conduct. If you are willing to lie about somebody in order to self-exonerate yourself for uh, switching your vote or whatever it is, and you're willing to demonize somebody, even though the evidence clearly says that that person is, is not the demon that you think that they are. And we need to make this crystal clear. Donald Trump is not an evil man. There is no evidence of him being an evil man. All of the evidence before his political career is to the contrary. I don't know how many times Joe Biden allowed a sick child to use one of his private planes to, to go get an emergency surgery when no other plane was available. I don't know how many times that's happened with a Joe Biden or anybody else for that matter, but it happened with Donald Trump. I know that when Marine Tamarisi was abandoned by the country and left to rot in a Mexican jail when he finally won his freedom. I know that there was one person that was there to pick him up financially and make sure that he was okay. And that person happened to be Donald Trump. Joe Biden was nowhere to be found. Didn't even help get the guy out. So I think that if, for those of you out there who might be under the pressure to not separate from people who are willing to lie about not just him, but his supporters, I would say to you that you should feel comfortable in walking away from a relationship like that, should you choose. Because if they will lie about somebody like that just to win an election, they will lie about you for a far more petty reason. It's not about who they supported. It's not even really about why, but it's how they supported that person. So a lot of people, if you're listening right now, don't call me again. Don't want to hear from you. Got more coming up. You talk 95.3. 
Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And look, I mean, just, just think about what I'm saying for just a second. Because, again, it is silly for you to stop loving one another and to stop being friends because you supported a different candidate, right? But if somebody is willing to go to the extent that they will fabricate false stories about a candidate, to make them out to be evil incarnate, what will that person do to you when they are given an opportunity? And I don't have any place in my life for people like that. Maybe Again, maybe I'm in a bit of a unique position because I'm a public figure and many of you are not. But if somebody is willing to go to that end, that they will lie about somebody and portray them as evil incarnate rather than just saying, I don't like this policy, or I would prefer that they did this. Uh, and I think the other person will do that, which is a reasonable thing to have a debate about. But if they won't do that, and they will simply go the evil, fascist, Nazi route, that's not somebody that is worth having in your life. Uh, what's the, the term that the youngsters use today? That is a toxic person. Look, I, my best friend called me the other day. And she, she said, I've got a story for you. I said, okay. She goes, I just had to quit my job. I said, why? She's been at this place for nine years, loved it there. They always treated her fairly well. She said, I had to quit my job because I put a bumper sticker on my car and they called me a racist. These people that I've worked for for nine years, numerous promotions, um, had worked, worked their way up to the company, was, was in managerial position in that small business, uh, and they had always disagreed on, on politics, but because she put a bumper sticker on her car, she got yelled at and called a racist because she put a bumper sticker on her car, which didn't suit their political ideology. She also lost her childhood friend over this election. Now, I would... I would ask you to consider the possibility that if somebody is not willing to be your friend because they think that you're a racist bigot now, automagically, out of nowhere, probably weren't your friend to begin with. If they could think that little of you because of an election, that they will take the word over strangers with no evidence about somebody else rather than consider you as the person that they have known for all of these years and have in some cases grown up with they probably aren't quality to have around to begin with something to consider got more coming up news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel